y'all. It's your girl, Samanji, and welcome to the Avocado and Honey podcast, where we are becoming the best version of ourselves through self-accountability and vulnerability. Go ahead and drink your water and let's grow together. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the previous episode where I am talking about the revolution that's happening, um, my opinion on it, and how I plan on figuring out what my role is and why I feel it's important to figure out what your role is. Um, Check out that episode. Today, you know, I do want to say some more shit on um, just the revolution and everything that's happening right now, as well as give you the energy um, via tarot for the next two weeks. And your girl got an HBO trial um, so I can catch up on Insecure and be ready for the uh, series or the season finale um, this Sunday. So I do want to talk my shit on Insecure. Um, shout out to Issa, yo. All right. So before I get into all of that, um, I kind of just want to talk about, again, the revolution and everything that's happening right now. Um, I know in the last podcast, like, you know, I gave my opinion on and my experience um, when it came to protesting. And even though, you know, I felt that way, I feel that way. I still feel like I need to be out there protesting. So don't be surprised if you see me out there. Um, I'm definitely going to be passing out ginger shots tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, I don't have the exact location yet, but if you follow me on Instagram, whether it's Avocado Honey or my personal page, you'll know um, as soon as I do. Um, But I'm going to figure out the location and pass out ginger shots to everyone who's out there fighting for this change, fighting for us to be heard, fighting for us to be treated as fucking human beings, you know? So I'm um, excited for that, and I'll probably just end up being out there all night. Because, yeah, you know, I still feel that way. That was my fear talking when I was like, you know, I don't want to be made an example out of and all that shit, which, you know, I still don't want that to happen. Uh, But I still feel like I need to be out there. Like, I feel like I can't just sit here, even though I'm not just sitting here. Like, I just it's just the act of being out. And maybe I don't know, but um, I do feel like I need to be out there protesting. So I will do the work to find a protest. or something that I'll at least feel comfortable enough to go, especially if I'm going to be going by myself. Um, but if I can find some friends to go with me, that's even better. We go to any fucking protest then. Um, also, I do want to talk about just like expecting people to deal with the situation the way we deal with the situation. Like, you know, and I have to have to check myself a couple of times in regards to this, because like, you know, we all have an abundance of fucking feelings right now um, since this has happened since the George Floyd and everything and like this everything that's happening right now is not just about George Floyd it's about every single black person who's been murdered and mistreated in this country and we just are we're looking for change like George Floyd was the fucking icing on the cake so with that being said like you know a lot of people are fucking angry and Um, I told my story about coming out the matrix and all that stuff and, you know, having this realization of just black life in America. And, you know, once I got that realization, I was extremely angry. So back in 2015, 2016, when this shit was going on, like I was that person online posting everything, angry, crying, like, you know, I mean, I was still angry and crying this time, but like I showed it all online because I didn't know how else to do it. Like, you know, and I was desperately trying to find someone um, who could relate. Uh, So that's why I was um, online with it. But now that, you know, I've been processing and just growing spiritually and just try to have understanding of everything and just, I don't know, but this time around, I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I just can't do it because if I were to 
go that route, then I will fall down that rabbit hole uh, mentally and emotionally that will take me a while to put myself out of. So that's why I didn't, I'm not this time around actively like posting things because if I'm posting all this shit that's making me angry and that's the energy I'm going to have and that's the reality I will create, I'll be depressed. So that's why, you know, I, this time around, I know I needed to ch take some time away. Like I posted on the Instagram, like I needed to take time for myself and to really just deal and take in everything that's happening before I can even respond. Like back then when I was angry, it was just responding first. I didn't even fuck about processing nothing. I'm angry and I want to be heard. I want to let this shit out. So now I'm just trying to figure out a new way to deal with my anger and how I feel and just use it in a more productive manner. So with that being said, I feel like we need to keep that in mind when it comes to judging how other people are dealing with this shit online. Because we expect everybody to do it that way. We expect if you feel some type of way, you need to post it on Instagram when that's not the case. Like, you know, everybody don't post it on Instagram. It's not necessarily for a fucking um, aesthetic. Um, but some people it is. You know, I'm not knocking that. But for some, like, you know, people who don't post, it's not necessarily the aesthetic. It's just they're probably still processing what's going on. I feel like what's best for everyone to do is to focus on themselves like we are putting way too much attention policing what other people are fucking doing online like if you go on twitter instagram and everything it's just a whole bunch of comments and everything on like people black people judging other black people black people like just judging everything which i mean i understand that when it comes to holding these businesses and other everybody else accountable like i definitely understand that part of it but when it comes to our peer like each other like why are we wasting our time arguing like it's just i feel like we could be more productive and like kind of figure out whatever the role is and just focus on that i mean i'm not saying not peep when shit ain't going right but we don't have that in, like we don't have time to fucking keep like i mean at least this is my opinion and i under I understand that it's my opinion because back like again back in the day like I was that person that was always arguing with everyone no matter the fucking color um always trying to school white people trying to get them to understand some shit that they invented and like I just don't have the time for it anymore so I understand that this could be my personal opinion hell if you want to continue doing that shit online it's your life but I just feel like if we figure out like what we want to do what our role is and when I say role I mean the role in a time when this shit is happening when a revolution is taking place and then when this shit is not happening your regular black life like that that's your role that you kind of hold in the community you know again this is all my opinion y'all like of course nobody got the answers this is just what I've been thinking um would that be a dope idea and we can possibly progress somehow if we did it um trial and error you know trial and error but I feel like, you know, whatever that role is during this time of revolution, that's kind of like your role in the black community, in a sense, because I personally feel that if you are OK, before I even say that, OK, it was this white lady who got dragged on Twitter because she was like, um, black people chose to be black. They chose to be treated this way, like they chose to do this, this and that. And she got dragged. And it's like I'm torn because some of the shit she said, I do believe. And the other shit was just like, I bitch. But like her saying that we chose to be black, I honestly do believe that. Y'all know I'm a spiritual motherfucker. And I do believe that we chose the life that we want. Not necessarily everything that happens in that life, like every experience. But we chose to 
experience things to develop us to a certain type of person to become the certain type of person that we want to be here to be able to do whatever the fuck that we want to do if that makes sense i hope that makes sense but i honestly do believe that we chose our parents i do believe that we chose to be black i mean i know i will continue to choose i know i will continue to choose to be black because being black is lit as fuck um however i did not choose to be treated how these niggas are treating us so that's where you know i'm like all right no um but i do feel that i chose to be black honestly and um i do feel that everybody choose their life and it's not you know bad or good it just is um but that's my opinion i feel like you know as a black person like you're here on earth and you're black i feel like you kind of have like a duty to do your part for the community especially with our history and stuff i feel like you know it should come naturally but i do understand that we are all you know brainwashed in a sense like you know we all are watching the same tv it's not just white people who is you know being told to hate black people it's literally the entire world who's being told the same information so i'm not surprised when i do see other black people you know talking like a racist against their own kind um so you know i just leave those people where they are <laughs> i'm not one to like like i said y'all i've done this in the past and all it did would make me fucking go crazy and want to pull my hair out when I'm trying to convince a black person of their beauty and everything that I see and when I'm trying to convince a white person to see me like it's it's I can't do it anymore so now I'm at the point I'm just meeting people where they are like you know if somebody show me who they are show me where they are mentally when it comes to their black life because it's all self-hate like you know like when when they're brainwashing us in a sense like you know they're teaching other cultures and races to hate us but then they're teaching us to hate ourselves shout out to amanda sales but she said like she was talking about coons <laughs> but she was saying how you know for a lot of people the revolution the revolution starts within themselves and that was a fucking fact and i'm not like you know trying to talk bad about nobody it just is what the fuck it is and i'm accepting of it like i'm not judging i was once there so i know it's possible for someone to make it to the other side to see what the fuck is going on so i and i do have faith in people like you know i am very hopeful for us and if you know people don't see what they should see then that that's it like it just i mean it's their life you know shit yeah i think that's all i wanted to say when it came to the revolution and everything that's going on right now it feels good to get that off my chest um of course you know we're gonna keep prop you know talking about it every week if this continues to go on even if it's not i am expecting some sort of change i'm not expecting like I mean, let me not even limit what can happen. I am expecting some sort of change though to come from this. Like we're two weeks in with the protesting. We're still going nationwide. Like this shit is beautiful. I've never seen anything like this. Um, not even at the previous protest. So that's probably why I'm even more motivated to even be out. Like I'm so inspired and so grateful for everyone coming together on behalf of us. And like just everybody seeing us as a fucking human finally. Like I don't know if it took us being locked up in the fucking house for you know months for us to fucking see this but i'm really grateful that we're finally here i'm really excited for whatever change is coming honestly like i'm ready for it and again thank you to everyone who's out there protesting thank you to everyone who's signing petitions thank you to everyone who's writing letters thank you to everyone who's calling thank you for whatever you are doing to aid in the revolution right now like i appreciate you and i thank you and love you from the bottom of my heart all right i didn't want to end it on that like i feel like everything that's happening i'm in a lighter spirit about it now because i'm just like 
we fucking doing shit so i'm like really excited um but i didn't want to end it on like you know everything that's happening because that's been what's been happening for so long so i do want to end it with some insecure uh, and talking about relationships and shit this should be fun but before i do that let's go ahead and get into the tarot energy for the next two weeks um, so I pulled two cards uh, for the two weeks. And the first card I pulled was um, the Six of Wands. And it's like, you know, a guy on a horse with his crew around him and they're all holding wands. It looks like they're like, you know, they just finish. It looks like they just like finished, like not a war, but like just finish achieving something is what it looks like. And they're like on their way out on like a celebration parade type thing. And then with the Page of Cups, we have the, the guy or person here with the cup with the fish in it and he just looks smiling at the fish so these is really good energy cards is what i'm feeling here i'm excited to read the definition on Biddy tarot because i'm feeling real good about this and, and both cards are upright i forgot to mention that both cards are upright the six of wands appears when you have reached an important milestone or achieved a significant goal and you are confident self-assured and successful you harness your strengths and talents to bring about a happy outcome in your endeavors and made it through the chaos of the five of wands. Minimizing your distractions and focusing on the task at hand. Yes, there were challenges along the way, but you overcame them by concentrating your energies on the one target. The six of wands suggests that not only have you achieved your goals, but you are also receiving public acknowledgement for your efforts. You may have recently received an award, a claim, or recognition from your peers for your work. It may even be just a pat on the back, but this attention is big, is a big boost to your confidence and gives you the strength to continue your endeavors. The Six of Wands also encourages you to put yourself out there and be proud of what you achieve. Shout your successes from the rooftop and set it all out there for others to see and cheer you on. Be open to receiving love and support from your biggest cheerleaders who are energized by seeing you succeed. Now is your time to shine. I told you this card was good. The Six of Wands is a positive encouragement to believe in who you are and your accomplishments so far. Have faith in what you've done and how others will deceive it. Do not let fear or guilt stand in the way of your success. You ought to be proud. Hold your head up high and know you're worthy of admiration. While the Six of Wands marks an important milestone, keep in mind that you're not quite finished. You're not quite at the finish line just yet. You still have some way to go and challenges may sit on the path of ahead. But take heart knowing you have the support of those around you and they are here to back you 1000%. I really like that card. Continue to work hard, yo, and be recognized for the hard work that you are doing. And it's like, you know, I'm not expecting like grand gestures. Like I said, it could just be small little things, which actually I did I, um, experience this recently. Like my homegirl, Raw Art on Instagram, um, she had hit me up because she had seen someone um, in Brooklyn randomly rocking the shell monies, my um, hair um, accessories. And she like, you know, is this? Did you get that shell monies? She told me the whole story and that made me feel good. I mean, I'm not sure if that's technology, but I'm just happy to share that with y'all. Like that was a highlight for my week. Okay, so let's get into the page of cups. <laughs> also, y'all, before I get to the page of cups, um, I might be a little bit more like, I don't know, but I stopped smoking again. I'm trying this again, day two, and I'm gonna stick with it this time, um, at least a month to see what I can get done without it. But yeah, so I'm in like 
I'm feeling a little, a lot of weird right now. So that's just a disclaimer, y'all. All right, let's get into the Page of Cups. The Page of Cups suggests an idea or opportunity has come to you out of the blue. Your creative energy is flowing and now the question is how you will express it. Will you snap up this new idea and turn it into something or will you let someone else bring it to fruition? It is up to you. Spend time exploring the idea to see if you want to move forward. The Page of Cups invites you to have an open and curious mind. Be open to anything, including a fish popping its head out of a cup. It is with a curious mind that you will discover new aspects of life in yourself. Open your mind to all possibilities, especially those of a creative or intuitive nature. You will be pleasantly surprised. Be ready to dream the impossible dream and explore the magic of your fullest potential, even if it seems out of reach. The Page of Cups is asking you to embrace your inner child and believe that anything is possible. As each page asks you to explore a new faucet of yourself, the Page of Cups is asking you to explore your creative, emotional self. You may start a new art class, read books about how to express your feelings, or learn more about developing your psychic abilities. Dreamy aspirations race through your mind and you may find yourself moved by simple things. Don't be afraid to let your feelings show and wear your heart on your sleeve. This card often appears when you are being called to trust your intuition and be open to the multi multitude of intuitive messages coming your way. Look for synchronicities and signs from nature that will guide you on your path. They may come from unexpected places or they may not e may even make sense to your rational mind. Be open to the possibility and ready to discover new aspects of yourself. It is like following intuitive breadcrumbs. One intuitive clue leads you to the next thing and the next and the next. And before you know it, you have found yourself in a place of full alignment, happiness, and bliss. All by trusting your intuition and going with the flow. In a practical sense, the Page of Cups can indicate that you will receive an unexpected and pleasant surprise. I like surprises. The pages are often known as the messenger cards, and with the Page of Cups, you may receive a message related to the emotions, intuition, or creative endeavors. It may it might be the birth of a baby, an engagement or marriage, a new love interest, or the offer of a new project. It is not a surprise you can anticipate or force, but be ready to receive when the moment comes. Um, I received that message <laughs> loud and clear, but um, this is definitely on track for me as well because like I just made like a commitment to myself last night to really just serve my soul, uh, serve my spirit and just, you know, trust myself and how I feel. I feel like, you know, lately, not like, I feel like at one point in my life, there was kind of like a battle of like what my body and my ego wanted and what like my spirit wanted. And like, I'm finally just serving my spirit. And that's why I feel like I need to go march again. Like that was my ego, like, uh-uh, nope. And then now my spirit's like, bitch, get out there. Or queen, you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now let's get into insecure. Okay, so last night um, I binge watch, you know, all nine episodes of Insecure. Um, so I can prep. I may do it again right before um, the season or the series or season finale that's happening this Sunday. And I have some predictions. This should be fun. Okay, so first off. 
I love Kelly. I wish Kelly had more of a fucking storyline. Um, but Kelly was definitely the saving grace. Like every time she was on scene, like shout out to Kelly. Um, I think Natasha, I can't remember her last name, but shout out to the actress who played Kelly as well. First off, I love Kelly. Second off, I love Molly outfits. Like homegirl, she be a little annoying, but her fits be on point. Shout out to the stylist on the set. And um, okay. So first off, I'm super grateful for the subjects that they touched on um, in here in the series. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, they didn't go in depth in it, but they definitely like mentioned it enough for us to think about it and maybe inquire more. So the first thing that I peeped was um, that the, the show that they have on there, like the show inside the show, Finding LaToya, I think it is. And um you know, it was a, the missing black girl or something. They was watching a show and like the police was on the stand and he was supposed to be doing a report for the black girl, but he ended up saying they was looking for a Toyota and it was like, no, it was the girl. Like that was slick. Like that is literally a reality of what the fuck happens when it comes to, you know, black girls missing and shit. So I was like, I see you, Issa. And then the whole, the black woman and doctor um, conversation they had um, with the, um, Amanda Seals, damn, I can't think of her character, Tiffany, the Tiffany, and, um, you know, with her being pregnant and giving birth, and just, she was sharing her experience about, like, you know, not feeling safe at the fucking hospital, like, and we all know that, you know, they don't listen to black women when we say how we feel, and, you know, actually, saying that made me think of a tweet that just made me feel so seen um, this past week, and it was, um, stop telling black women you'll be fine in moments when they need comfort and support like if that what like that's exactly what it is like people just see us and expect us we'll be you'll be all right like yeah and then that's literally the story of my life like i've been through so much shit so people just be like you, you'll get through this too but it's like oh, i still need a hug yeah we all know that um the doctors in the hospitals do not have the black women um do not have black women's uh, best interests in fact they don't give a fuck still the whole world yeah, whatever but um and then also with tiffany you know she definitely made like a little the way tiffany was talking about her baby and just motherhood it's like it exudes like fucking postpartum depression and i feel like that's a topic that we should definitely talk about most because i never you know been pregnant or anything but i know plenty of women who have children who have experienced something close to this um if not this so i feel like that was really um dope of her to include it um i i hope like you know next season or something we can get like more in depth in these um these topics um gentrification you know she was touching on that with her event um that she was trying to do for all black people but then like in the beginning it was all white people and it's just like you know how the neighborhood the neighbors and stuff was treating her and like treating her like a sellout and shit like that because you know all the white people and stuff were there i appreciate that little touch in there and also with nathan mental illness and with nathan having bipolar i thought that was really beautiful and like that conversation was dope i really it would have been dope if they had like a nice serious conversation for all the other topics as well like they did for the depression because it like we took it more i feel like i took it more serious because they had the conversation in the show was serious so since like all like you know with the the lost black girl like it was kind of like a joke type thing so it could have easily like you know not been caught but like i call all that shit and i probably missed some too though but i just felt like it would have been maybe they could have like a discussion afterwards like see they always doing it like you know just like kind of confirm that I just fucking saw what I saw I would have appreciated that but 
it was really dope with that that chat with mental illness and him having bipolar because again that's one thing that's common as well so for them to mention it there and to show that it's okay that you can still be you know regular and you know be bipolar and shit like that like i thought that was really dope so that was like some of the things that i jot down that i appreciate that in the, that Issa Rae put in the show so now let's get into the storyline <laughs> Wait, also, like, I get so homesick when I watch Insecure. If y'all don't know, I'm from fucking, I'm from LA, from Compton. And Issa does such an excellent job, like, paying homage to the city, yo. Like, she does so great. Like, Issa's literally creating the blueprint for me and for plenty, many black women, I'm sure. Like, the way she, again, she, like, gives to her city. And it just makes me feel weird, too. It makes me feel like I need to go back to LA and, like, do shit for my city like i feel weird sometimes being in new york doing shit when i feel like i need to i need to start with like you know back home but my people are everywhere so i guess it's okay but um i really do appreciate the fact that isa um is doing all of this in la i really appreciate the fact that like everything she wears is black owned like she puts everybody on as well like i i was a fan of i am a fan of the awkward the misadventures of the awkward black girl like i've been a fan of Issa since like 2012. Most of the people that were in those web series are in Insecure. Like we see so many popular people, even old actresses like Kyla Pratt. And I can't even think of homegirl name, but she was the one in um, Minister Society when she was like, um, when the dude was like, you wanna dance? And she was like, yes, I do, but not with you. Hoorah, hoorah. Yeah, that, her, she was in it. Of course, she's a lot older, but um, I do appreciate her, you know, giving all these um, black actors jobs as well. Like Issa, Issa's the goat for real. And I'm paying attention. I'm, I'm, I see you. I see you. Okay, so let's talk about Issa and Molly. Um, I definitely was not expecting. I mean, I knew it was happening because I've seen people talking about it on Twitter. But outside of like, you know, the um, spoil alerts, the spoiler alerts, um, I didn't expect Issa and Molly to not be friends and I think it's just really interesting like watching this show made me think a lot of, about my friendships um because like my friendships changed with the season it seems like I mean of course I have my I have my staple friends like I have my my, my family my sisters like you know <laughs> at this point and then I have like my other friends where it's just like it, it just never sticks for whatever reason and this um show made me think of that because one had a friendship that like I guess ended not too long ago and it like it was very similar to what happened with Issa and Molly with you know there being obvious tension and like you know it's like y'all should obviously talk about something but instead you're gonna act like everything's all sweet and then once they do one thing that you don't like it's gonna be like a pouring of all the shit that's been bothering you <laughs> which was what happened with Molly and Issa and like Molly got so much negative shit said about her on um online and I don't hate Molly like that like I don't Molly I feel like Molly represents a large portion of the working class like black women like the working class like and I feel like it, it was important for that for her her character to be in the show because I know people like Molly like you know and I don't think Molly's a bad person or anything like I just feel like she's just figuring her shit out um I'm really happy with her and her relationship with the Asian guy I feel like he's gonna fucking, um, if Molly, you know, is in the next season and shit, he's probably gonna be the one to really 
fucking check her and shit and like with molly though there's one thing actually i kind of don't like about molly like molly if you disagree with her like it's fucking over like she don't handle disagreement well at all um which is interesting because of where she works but yeah i think it was really interesting because like you know you have the the relationship with molly and isa and then you have now lawrence and isa i'm not even gonna hold you at first i was rooting for condola and Lawrence. i didn't want lawrence and isa to get together but that's because i was still thinking um about season one isa and lawrence and i'm like mm -mm, mm -mm. and so like i think it was really important to see what happens when you're in a relationship with someone that you love obviously that you have history with and it's just not working anymore like at that point in the relationship y'all just not aligned and instead of forcing it because you want to be with that person and ah, 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 you do like what you fucking feel like you need to do. You break up, deal with all that shit. And then you'll have the opportunity to, be, to try again as better people, more developed people. Like it's you're you're you both aren't going to be the same person the second time around. If, you know, assuming that y'all y'all are doing the, the work <laughs> to, you know, grow as a person and shit. But like when y'all when you reconnect in the perfect world you're not supposed to be the same person because you you know you're supposed to be working on yourself and all that shit so in a sense it's kind of just like you know a new relationship with someone that you have history with which is what i felt with the whole isa and lawrence like i was cheesing from ear to ear every time they were on the screen <laughs> i was not expecting that but i was fucking grinning like <laughs> like a little weirdo but um, I, I like Issa and Lawrence together now. Their chemistry is really great. Their history, I just like that it, it feels like it, they have a genuine fucking friendship before they have a romantic relationship. And that's what I appreciate. And it was like more of a partnership type thing as well. I do like that. And I feel like these are like two like um, examples of what I just said, like with the whole Molly and Issa situation. Like they have yet to have that real... Well, they ended up just having an argument instead of, of a real ass conversation like had they been adults had the conversation and then seeing that they're on two different pages or, and like you know decide to go their separate ways it could have still been peace rather than an actual fight and then you have Lawrence um situation in which like you know they at um whatever season they broke up season two three um when they broke up like you know they went their separate ways and stuff and did some self-development and then now they reconnected and then they have a fucking actual conversation on everything that happened and like that conversation like y'all that's all i like that's like my one requirement <laughs> at this point like when it comes to dating like i just want a man to be able to just express how he feels to me not necessarily about me like i'm not trying to like you know say just tell me you love me all day but like just express how you feel to me because i'm an expressive motherfucker and if i'm expressing myself and you making me feel like what i'm doing is not okay and it's too emotional and you don't understand it because you're so disconnected to your from your feelings I can't and it's a lot of so many people are disconnected to like feelings y'all like a lot of people are not out here feeling so I really appreciate that real ass conversation and then after that it was just so much honesty like it was <sighs> shout out to Issa and Lawrence yo I am team Issa and Lawrence I am rooting for them and um yeah I mean I don't like I was really looking at this in like a, like a real life fucking situation I wish I could take it as like a, a show just to enjoy it but I was really <laughs> like uh-uh communicate communicate but um one of some of the things that I wrote 
some shit down like the therapy or the therapist session i really appreciate the therapy um talk in there as well when molly was in therapy and um the therapist asked her like you know does the relationship still serve you and i thought that was a really great question like you know because we no matter what relationship we're in um whether it be romantic or fucking friends like you know it's an exchange of something like you know we're not just in a relationship just because i like you which you know yes the case but it's also because i like the way you make me feel i like how you do this for me i like how you provide like you know we have all these other things that make us like like you so you know you serve us in a sense um but it, it should be an even exchange when it comes to relationships so it's like you know i provide this for you and you provide this for me i don't think people actually have those conversations on things they provide it's just kind of we just call it love <laughs> i love you but i love you because you're doing all of this for me but i say all that uh because i feel like that's a great question to ask yourself like does this relationship serve me and in regards to like my old friendships like i did have you know ask myself a similar question like you know do i benefit from having this person in my life not necessarily like monetarily gain or anything like that but like do i benefit as a person do my soul benefit like am i is this an even exchange or am i feeling drained like you have to really see how you feel around certain people that's how i figured out like i don't think you know this should continue this friendship um it's because of how i feel around that person consistently like you know it's just it's just it didn't serve me and that's okay like shit like we don't have to it, like friendships don't necessarily need to end in the fucking fight like that's the one thing that irks me the most but it's like we have egos and when someone says they want to be our friend one that fucking hurts like it's friendship breakups are arguably like worse than fucking romantic breakups but it's like you know someone you've been friend, friends with tell you they don't want to be your friend anymore like that shit hurts um but will be okay like is i would prefer that route than for someone to stick around like molly did and just act like shit is fucking sweet but giving me attitude and giving me all this unnecessary fucking negative energy like i don't need this shit like if you don't fuck with me like let's have this conversation let's i'll fucking go cry let that shit out and move on like i don't i would prefer to do that than to act like shit is sweet and we all all of us it's not just me like i'm a spiritual motherfucker but so are you like everyone is spiritual in a sense where we you get a, you you get a vibe everybody always get a vibe you got a funny feeling and it was obvious throughout that entire this entire like season they have been getting fucking funny feelings throughout the whole fucking friendship so it's like trust yourself trust yourself and then also i really like um it's kind of the same like you know situation on just relationships like nathan was like you know after he was dealing with his bipolar and all that like he got clarity on the type of people that he want in his life and i thought that was dope too <laughs> like you know i feel like i'm really maybe because that's just where i'm at in my life like i'm really trying to be mindful of the people um that i do have in my life um and i mean like personally like close to me like you know i'm friends acquainted like you know that's all cool i've talked to everybody we cool but like i'm talking about like the people that i want close to me because i just want to make sure i know what like your motive is and if like you know if it'll this it'll be beneficial for both of us like i'm like it's a lot of people on some one side of shit and i'm not with that so I thought like, you know, with this show, like Issa and Molly was a great example of what happens when you ignore how you feel and pretend that shit is okay. Eventually you're gonna explode. 
<laughs> that's just human nature right and then we have the Issa and Lauren situation where you know they had their messy you know breakup was it messy well they broke up and like you know they took space apart um, from each other they felt the need to break up they did it shout out to Lawrence and um, now they are at a point in their life where they can possibly reconnect because they took the time to listen to themselves and separate from the person that they needed to so I felt like that was a really great example of what happens in either or I'm really curious to see how this series is gonna end or this season I don't know why I keep trying to end the whole series but I don't I'm really excited to see how the season is going to end honestly like I was reading some shit online and they were saying that like you know Issa Rae is like changing and growing and Molly is kind of the same but I feel like they're both growing and what Molly said kind of was it like you know they're growing into two different directions like you know at one point Issa Issa was just accepting of everything at the time Issa didn't really have any fucking boundaries like you know in the beginning episodes Issa let everyone do whatever so now that she's building like herself up like you know she's learning to set boundaries learning to do things and yeah she could still be a little bit self-centered but who's not like everyone is like everyone is if they're going through something like whatever <laughs> I'm not being biased whatever but like um yeah so with Issa like and now she's at the point where like you know she went from having a shitty job to doing the job she loved and like you know doing everything that she's been wanting to do and it's like dope as fuck like I thought that was great to see um to show that it's still possible even at the age of 30 um and then Molly where you know her growth is you know it's little but she still has some growth. The fact that she's even with that Asian dude shows her growth um, that, you know, that's happening. But um, she still have a long way to go. And since Issa is no longer that person that she could do whatever with, I'm assuming, um, it's, you know, it's not going to work anymore. Which is the case for a lot of fucking friendships and relationships, yo. Like, and I experienced that a lot. Like, as y'all know, like my story, my friend Toby, my friend Christina, shout out. Um, I mean, I was telling her about some shit that was happening years ago and she was like, damn girl, your life is like a fucking lifetime movie. And I was like, you're fucking right. So, you know, my lifetime movie ass, <laughs> I realized that like, you know, there were people around me who like strictly wanted to be my friend just to make themselves feel better. Like niggas want to be around me just so they could hear about all the, like we talk about negative shit all day make complete talk about all this shit and like that's the only time they'll come around it's like if they need like a little pick me up for themselves so um I peep that and you know so I think it's okay for them not to be friends I'm ready for Issa to meet some new friends I thought that was dope you know when she went out with Kyla Pratt and shit like that could have been lit but you know she ended up being she ended up getting stuck with the bill and shit but um yeah I think that will be great to see if I'm not sure if there is a season five but on the next season I think it will be dope to see Issa as you know a 30 year old woman 30 something out here finding making new friends and stuff like that would be dope to see like I would love to see that because okay this is my last thing I know I'm, I'm just on a tangent y'all I'm just I'm just so comfortable I'm just like chilling talking to y'all like getting all this shit off my chest thank y'all for listening um but yeah I think that would be a, a great conversation because I feel like you know the same with romantic with the same with all relationships when it comes to romantic and just friendships like I feel like a lot of people stay in them just strictly based off fucking longevity oh I've known you for so long and this this and that like I, I knew these like this this friendship like 
they told me they knew each other for like over 11 12 years and i was like oh shit like i'm thinking they besties and shit but then you know long story short they were not actually that close they just knew each other for that long but that you know there wasn't like an actual like you know relationship i guess i don't know but i feel like you know we get caught up in longevity like as human beings um we think that success means the longevity of a relationship oh we've been friends for 20 years so that means you know this is a great friendship oh we've been married for 50 years that means it's a great marriage when that is not the case like you could be married for fucking 50 years and beaten and tortured and shit for 30 like you know ain't no like you could be cheated on like there's so many things that could happen within it so i feel like we need to let go of the idea that we need to stick around in order for something to be great or like we need to stick around in order to prove to ourselves that it's great because you're not serving you're not doing you're not serving yourself or the other party like let's learn from Issa and lawrence <laughs> and it's okay like there's no need for it to be any negative feelings or anything unless some negative happens but i feel like we need to normalize ending friendships without it turning into beef but uh, i'm really curious to see how this fucking season um is going to end i definitely think that Issa ray and lawrence actually okay here we go so lawrence he's like checking out jobs and shit in san francisco right so i feel like he's either going to get that job you know what i feel like just because it's 2020 <laughs> and the, you know this is a show so at first i was gonna say i that you know they're gonna get together and like um, Lawrence is going to either stay in LA or Issa's going to go to San Francisco and she's just going to start a whole new fucking life because her friends ships are over she wasn't like she was cool with um with Kelly and Tiffany but like she wasn't that close to them where it's like they need to see each other every day like they that those friendships could easily just be like a phone conversation FaceTime type shit see you when I see you type thing but then Molly was the closest one to her and since that's done like what the fuck there's nothing really holding her in LA but her job in which she probably can take to San Francisco too. So um, I have two, I'll have two predictions. So one prediction is that, you know, Issa is going to start a new life with Lawrence in San Francisco with his new job and shit. And my second one is, and with Molly, I think Molly's going to make it work with the Asian guy. Like, I don't think she's going to um, mess that up. Not this season, at least this last episode. <laughs> so my other thing is that, Lawrence gets the job but Issa decides to stay in LA then maybe next season she'll go to go to San Francisco but I feel like you know he'll get the job they'll probably have one last little love fest and shout out to them sex scenes some sex scenes were great <laughs> uh, but yeah I feel like Issa's either gonna go to San Francisco or Lawrence is gonna go to San Francisco by himself and Issa is still gonna start a new life in um, LA I'm also curious to see how um Issa and Condola's relationship is changed or if they are even still friends because I think that sucks though because like you know Issa Rae finally got like not finally but you know she met someone who like you know she was compatible with friendship wise and it was just great chemistry and like she ended up dating her fucking ex now she's back with her ex and like <laughs> fuck um so that was tough but i'm really excited shout out to Issa ray and the whole insecure family for holding it down during this pandemic during this fucking revolution for keeping us for giving us some um comedic relief shout out to everyone yo yeah i'll stop there let me know what y'all think um 
about what's going on in terms of what I said in the revolution, the tarot energy for the next two weeks or even insecure, let me know on Instagram or social media in general. Um, we're on all social media platforms at Avocado and Honey. My personal Instagram is at underscore Samanji. I also sell crystallized um, hair accessories under at Shell Monies on Instagram and on Etsy. So if you want to check that out, I have lock jewelry, like crystal hair clips and hair pins and hair rings and we're growing. I'm really excited for that. And thank you for tuning in and listening as always. Um, you are definitely appreciated. Be sure to like, subscribe and share and tell a friend about this episode or any other podcast episode that you fuck with. And remember to continue to do your part, yo, in life and keep your head up change is coming